Welcome to the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Cody and Leo. Welcome back, everyone. If you're listening, it means you're still alive. This is the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. It is episode 51. It is episode two since the quarantine has started. I was going to say, we might need to rename this to either the Corona Cast oh or the God. Quarantine Files. See, because... it's fucking people like you taking this as a joke. That. Oh, my God. Anyways... Uh, I've, today, I've grown a beard since I've been in quarantine. <laughs> Anyways, t- we have uh, Damian Drake from Las Vegas, one half of the Unguided. Um, he kind of gives us a trip on how he started, um, some of the things he's done, what led to the Unguided. Um, uh, really cool conversation we had with him. He took time out of his training. He's actually still training even though, um, you know, everything's kind of in lockdown right now and things are uncertain, but he's still, he's still training for when, when all that lifts and things go back to normal, he'll be ready to go. I mean, that's, that's all we got next, next week. We have, um, I think a pretty interesting episode. I'm hoping it's a pretty interesting episode. Uh, gonna talk a lot of things. I'm sure we'll touch on WrestleMania. So tune in next week for that one. And stay unprofessional. Welcome, everybody, to the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. I am Leo, and I'm joined by Cody. This is episode 51, episode 2, since the quarantine started. And uh, today we have... The Harlequin of Hate, Damian Drake, one half of the Unguided from Las Vegas, joining us. Damian, how you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is actually my third podcast ever, so um, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I seen um, I seen one of your shows uh, on YouTube with the Ring Crew, and that one's yeah. like two years old, no, year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep. a long, yeah, we, long, we, long time ago. A very different yep. person now. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'll let you speak on it, but you have gone through sort of a, a transformation throughout the years. You know, you started off with, uh, you know, for for those of who are listening who aren't familiar with Damon Drake, he started off with um, from what we seen as a kind of like um, Nightwing mask. Yep, you're correct. And you've kind of transitioned now. Um, do you want to just, for everybody listening, kind of give them a retrospective on how you started, um, and we can go from there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I was uh, I was born and raised in Las Vegas. Um, I've been a big wrestling fan, like, my entire life. Like, ever since I was born, my dad, like, planted it in my head, like, since I was born. Um when I get, after I graduated high school, uh, I did 
I did track, like I did some sports. I did like track and field, like collegiate wrestling. Um, I've always wanted to do like just step in a professional wrestling ring, but like I never thought I'd I'd do it. Um, I knew about FSW for a while when I was in school, and then after I graduated, I thought about training, kind of contemplated for a minute because I didn't know like how much of uh, how difficult it was going to be. Um, my dad is actually really great friends with uh, Funny Bone. Uh, they work, they kind of worked together for a while. My dad actually trained for two years, but when I uh, started getting into sports, my dad had to stop because he didn't want to miss all that. Uh, when I started training, uh, Funny Bone was doing uh, a show for uh, Sin Bodhi, uh, formerly known as uh, Kazarni, uh, for freak show wrestling. Um, this was in, this was about. I want to say like late mid 2015 or so um they had this spot where i was going to do a manager i was told by funny bone to wear like my most uh excuse me for saying this i was told to wear my most douchey douchiest outfit so i was going through my closet the night before and i was just kind of looking at stuff and <laughs> I had so what I came up with is I came up with some black skinny jeans. Um, for some reason at the time, douchebags to me wore purple. So I had like purple and black vans, a purple like DC skateboarding shirt, and I had like a gray famous hat, and I had sunglasses. And I was like, oh, you, all right, this is douchey enough. I meet up with Funny Bone the next day, and I meet Sin Bodhi that day, and the manager spot was. Believe it or not, this was my this was my first gimmick ever. I was Justin Bieber managing Bieber security. <laughs> yeah. So I, the purple kind. Yeah. So the purple definitely fit in then, right? Was definitely uh, spot on, <laughs> and uh, so that was, so that was that was my first taste in professional wrestling as a manager. Um, I met Chavo Guerrero that night too, and he had a sem- he had a seminar the next day at FSW. And he invited me to come down, so I came to the seminar, and that was the first time I ever got into the ring and rolled around and learned the bumps and stuff. And it really, it was a, I was like nine, I was going on nineteen at the time. Really took a toll on my body. Um, was super sore the next day, but I signed up uh, for FSW to train uh, three day, three days later, and. From, and then six years later, here I am. And so the way how I started with the gimmick is I was always a big – I'm a huge Batman fan. Like, if I had to choose between Batman and Spider-Man, which I hate having to choose between those two, I would always choose Batman. Um, but I was more of a fan of uh, the Dick Grayson Robin. I was always a big fan of the sidekicks. So I knew from the start, like, I wanted to do kind of like a superhero thing. I just didn't know what to do at the time. And so when I first started, I was just, I had like generic, like I was a generic looking wrestler. I had kick pads, biker shorts, tape around my wrists. And that was, that was my first look. Then as I transitioned like a couple years later, then the math started coming along. And then I started with being like a kid superhero. So I was living, you know, kind of like a kid who tries to kind of like kick ass (laughs) in a way, just trying to be a superhero. And that's how, so I was basically just acting like I was, I was very gimpy comic book hurricane ish. And, uh, I was part of the, I was part of a tag team called the midnight marbles with, uh, one of my good buddies, uh, 
Spider, Spider Warrior. And we were, at the time, we were the youngest guys on the uh, roster. So we were basically, he was basically like Spider-Man, I was Nightwing, and they would basically like Marvel and DC like came together and would form a tag team. <laughs> and uh, it was super fun. I had a lot of fun with it. As the years go, God kind of went along, I wanted to do kind of more serious. I really, I'm a big fan of Sting. Um, so I really wanted to do kind of like the darker superhero, kind of be taken more seriously. And uh, eventually I locked, I got rid of the mask. Cause mainly, mainly because I got tired of gluing it on my face. A lot of people don't know that. It actually, it, I held it on with like spirit gum, like liquid latex. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was like paint or it would, there was an invisible string. No, it was like really glued onto my face. Oh man. Yeah. So it so it looked it looked legit like it was from like the co- like it legit looked like I was a comic book superhero that came out of the comics, and uh, so I got rid of it after a while because I just got tired of gluing it on my face. It would like make my eyebrows like super hard. My face would be super dry for like two days. Um, so then I started not wearing the mask, and I just kind of became more just like you know I wasn't afraid to show people who I really was behind the mask. And lately, uh, I've been kind of, I went, as you guys said, I've kind of gone through a little transition now. (laughs) So now I'm basically the Joker, as I like to call it. (laughs) So I seen, um, so one of the matches, so we had Remy on a couple months ago, and it was right after he'd won the No Limits title in that three-way with yourself and Ice Williams and kind of how you came out was it, you know, how I seen it. Cause, cause I'm a comic book guy too, kind of like a mix between the Riddler and the Joker. And then you brought out the doors and, you know, and, and so, um, and since then, like you've transitioned a little bit more too, right? Like now you come out with like the purge masks yep. and you're part of the unguided. Yes, sir. So what led to that? Well, after uh, so after I took that very fatal fall off the ladder from the table, um, I was uh, I had a really bad uh, neck injury uh, for a couple weeks. Uh, I couldn't really move, couldn't really walk for for like the first week or so. Um, but what really kind of brought that transition is that really showed me how I was. Uh, appreciated or loved by the fans because the fans like they saw they've seen me grow up at fsw like from when i was a a teenager just becoming to where i am now they've seen me grow up into that transition and i remember i remember very vividly that they were very concerned when i fell through the table but before i passed out i see remy up at the top of the ladder and i hear them cheering their asses off and he grabs the belt, and they lose, and they lose their, they lose their minds. And then, seeing on social media how they're all, they're all smiling and taking pictures of Remy with the belt, but nobody, besides my family and my uh, fiance, uh, they were the only ones there taking care of me. So really, what I am now is basically what I've always been on the inside is. You know, you got like the fans really brought it, brought this side of me. You know, this is just a lot of it's a lot of anger and frustration that I've 
kept in for so long and uh, just feeling like I've been overlooked and not appreciated as much as I should be. And so that's, that's, that's where I'm at right now. You know, you can, whether you're, whether you're with the unguided or you're against the unguided, if you get in our way, we're, we're going to purge your ass is what I'll basically point it, point it out to. Yeah. So what I love about uh, not this gimmick, but like your entire thing, you just laid it out. Like you started off kind of like uh, for the kids and kind of a gimmicky hero. And then you kind of transitioned a little bit more serious. And then you realized, you know, the fans weren't really in your corner. So now you're doing, you know, shit for yourself. Yep. It, you know, just the story, like if people that have been there have watched it. And maybe people that haven't, you can, you know, this is how I was. This is how I am now. It's your fault. And then they can even go back and look at, oh, man, you know, this is how he was before. Uh, so I think the story in that is is great. Yeah, it's got a lot of reality to it, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so i mean obviously there's there's a lot of crazy going on uh right now and so there's right. no wrestling shows or anything like that but um you know as cody had pointed out to me earlier you you have been on a couple um i guess national stages you've been on impact a couple times you've been on roh that i'm aware of um wrestling from hollywood uh I, I want to say Arizona as well. Yes, Arizona is correct. And uh, is it the WCWC or something like that? Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was yep. with them for about a couple of years or so as well. So I know this this has got to be you know pretty shitty with what's going on and and being an independent wrestler and and stuff like that. But what um, it seemed like you were just ramping up and we're gonna you know, with, with Matt and get, get like on a really hot streak with this new gimmick and characters you guys, um, had put out there. Uh, yeah. when sure. things go back to normal, let's hope they go back to normal. Like what, what's the plan, uh, for you? Uh, well, when, when they, when things go back to normal and like yourself, I hope they do go back to normal. Uh, the plan right now is Matt and I like we're we're taking over, we're we're here to take over, you know. Uh, Matt and I have only known each other have only known each other for such a short time, but we have the same mindset, we have the same goal, and we have the same end game. You know, like he's a, he's a lot like me in so many ways that I've I've never seen in anybody else. You know, being a part of this business, you know, he feels the exact same way I feel. So. When we started the tag, when we started the team, it was just our goal uh, from when we from when we started to, you know, when things pick back up, is we're gonna we're we're taking over. And the cool thing about like this new look is like it doesn't matter whether we're a team or singles. Like if you if you hear the name Unguided, they're gonna be like, oh, what's the Unguided? And then they'll be like, oh, he's got a tag partner. Like that's that's crazy. And then when they see what the 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 gimmick is there we i have yet to hear anybody say anything bad about the gimmick which is amazing because it's for me like it's and I, i'm sure if you guys have heard it too like it's so rare to hear a new fresh start of something 
and nobody says anything bad about it. They just continue, it just continues to grow and get more love and love. So that's, what's great about it. And, um, you know, like I said, uh, we're, we're planning to take over whether it's here on the West coast, East coast, it doesn't matter. Like, but I can assure you, no matter what show we're on by the end of the match, the end of the show, they're going to know who the unguided is. So that's the goal. Right. Well, and the, the, well, I, it's perfect timing for this gimmick. Like, <laughs> I mean, with everything that's going on nationwide right now, like I've heard, I've heard the the rumblings of like an actual purge happening. And then I I watch <laughs> video of you and Matt walking to the ring, dragging the baseball bats. And just, you know, the lights down and then just laying people out. And I'm like, you know, this could, this is what, this is what it's all about. It's yeah. like you're taking out, you know, your vigilante justice for sure. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's actually pretty, it's, it's pretty funny too, because late, like lately with everything going, like with everything going on, like I, you know, I wish nothing but, you know, everybody to be safe and no, I wish nobody gets this you know, this flu or virus, whatever you want to call it. But the fact that like, there's actually some people, there's literally have been some people that have literally been like, Oh, it's funny that this whole coronavirus starts the minute the unguided shows up and they kind of put two and two together. So they, so like, there's actually been a couple of fans that have blamed us, which is, I think is, I think it's awesome. Cause that just gives us nothing but more fuel. And the fact that I've seen videos in like other states or even like another country that for they have like a na- they have like a curfew, but they play the purge alarm as like yeah. the, the warning. And I just I'm like, well, I'm going to share it because I'm, when I see it on social media, I share it. I'm just like, well, is it us? Is it is it, you know, is your curfew? Like, you don't know. So just the fact the fact that we can't like the fact that it's just such perfect timing, it's. It's amazing. I literally had I literally had a guy come up to me at one of the last shows I did. He was just he was just like you make me feel like I'm a 12 year old kid watching as a fan again. And I'm just and it to me like as much as I said earlier like I'm against the fans now. To me on the inside like that felt awesome to hear. You know. Yeah. Well, what's what's cool about it is is you guys come out with with the mask and and the entrance and everything, and it resonates with people. Yeah. So you get them hooked, and then your wrestling is what really drives it home, right? right. So I think you guys got the character. Um, I think it's it's catchy both with um, older fans and younger fans, and so I think. Um, I think it's going to be great. You know, once once things go back to normal and you guys are, are able to come back up, um, nothing nothing but good things. But what was planned? I guess what what how has this affected you? Because I'm sure you guys have had to cancel a bunch of shows, right? Yeah, literally within the uh, the past like two weeks, like a lot of the shows uh, we had to go together or. Matt had to go to, or I had to go to, just, you know, they were canceled. And, uh, which it's, in a way, it, it kind of, it sucks because, like, you know, there's, you want nothing more than to get some more ring time and stuff. But at the same time, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Like, it, we're, we're, we're being cautious about it. 
you know, and I'm, I'd rather, you know, be safe than to do a show and like somebody in the audience gets it or like even one of the guys in the back gets it, you know. Um, but really, like I said earlier, like the plan, like the whole, the plan, really our, like that's just our main plan is just we just want to take over, you know, like as much as we say, as much as we say we don't represent anybody, we represent ourselves, we, we in a way we do represent those in any form, any way, shape, or form, whether you haven't overlooked or you feel underappreciated, you know, you're you're one of us, and that's all we and that's all we can we care about and say. If you don't want to admit it, don't admit it. Fine, but we represent all those that have that have. They feel like they have no path. They feel like there is no way to get to what their end goal is. And that's what we represent, is we represent of there always is a way. may not be the right way, but there always is. And, and uh, so it, it seems like you got, you got something, I think, really hot going there in FSW. I don't know if you can, this gimmick elsewhere. Um, I don't know if you can talk about it, but how's the relationship with, like, Impact, who, you know, you were Chris Bay's, debut match uh that's see it's funny so that's that was actually the third time i uh was on impact um i you know the first two times you know i i didn't really hear i didn't really hear much or any i didn't really hear much or anything from anybody they were just like oh it was a good job and i was like oh okay cool thank you you know thanks for the opportunity um this past one with chris uh i really did get some good I don't want to say too much. I don't want to get my hopes up or anything, but I did really get some good feedback that um, I'm hoping will work out for me, you know, the next time around they come by. So um, nothing's official, but, you know, the door is always open. So I'll just, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. So Chris must, uh, I don't know if he gets to choose his opponents, but he must, he must really trust you with these big matches if if you know he chooses you or you guys somehow end up being paired together because as you mentioned it wasn't your first time on impact um i think the first time you guys wrestled together too didn't you yeah um see we the very first time yeah so just kind of going back to impact i don't really know who kind of chooses whether it's chris or whether it's um the office or whatnot. Um, I think Chris, last time I did talk to him, he said he did mention my name to the office, which kind of maybe might have helped me out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, like Chris, when he first came out here, uh, the first match we had against each other was actually in California. It was a tag match at uh, Best of the West when I was with uh, the Midnight, when I was in the Midnight Marvels. You know, and I, at some point, I was getting ready to do singles, and he was on a hot singles run. And the way how we had our very first singles match together is we literally just we we just posted on social media like, you know, like who like who would want to see this match? And within like like not not even an hour, like within like maybe five minutes, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook was just blowing up of like, please, this needs to happen. It needs to happen. Until finally, Joe here at FSW was just like, "All right, we're gonna make it official," and which we and it, it happened, and the fans got what they want, and uh, we named for Chris and I. We named that match first time ever because it was the first time like we ever stood in the ring one on one, face to face. 
you know, and it was such a, it was such a moment. It's honestly, I will, I will, I will, I might get a lot of heat from some of my buddies that I've wrestled with, but I think honestly, hands down, it, it was probably my favorite match. I will go down is that that's my number one favorite match in my career so far, just because like I, whether how I am now or how I used to be, like I, I live off the energy of the crowd. Like I love to feed into the crowd. Like I love to feel the energy. And from the moment he went out, I came out, we had the match, and we went to the back. Like the crowd was just on fire. Like there was not a dull moment. The crowd was like on their sitting on their hands, super quiet. Like it was it was Honestly, it was it was such an amazing moment, and you know we're real. Him and I are we're really trying to get one more match, so we'll see if that happens. Um, but yeah, uh, he still to this day he thanks me for you know his debut match at uh, Impact. So uh, I will he'll 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 always be hands down one of my favorite guys. I'll, I love to wrestle with. He's like a brother to me, so it's amazing. Because and I know I know he would if if the shoes were switched I know he would do the same thing he would do the same thing for me. So. Yeah. So is that match available somewhere for you know whoever's listening to to watch? Because I was I was on YouTube earlier watching some of your stuff, and I don't I don't recall seeing the FSW match between you two. There's a couple four ways and stuff like that, but. It should it it uh it should be on YouTube. I've seen it a couple times. It's probably like a very it's a very deep search. I'm sure if you type in uh, FSW Damian Drake versus Chris Bay, it should be on. It should pop right up. Um, uh, I be, if if this helped at all the the cover photo of the video on YouTube. It's like me like on the ground reaching for the rope. If that helps at all. <laughs> okay. So, if if that does help at all, uh, I can't really re- tell you the exact date it was because it's it's been it's been so long and you know I've been hit and landed on my head a couple times so I forget the exact date <laughs> of things. <laughs> so w- would that say someone wants if if I want to introduce someone to Damian Drake, would that be the match to introduce him to? If you want to introduce if you want to introduce the old Damian Drake, that would be the match. Yes. What about the new Damien Drake? The new Damien Drake, you can definitely go on my YouTube channel, which is just Damien Drake, D-A-M-I-A-N, not E-N, D-A-M-I-A-N, Drake. And you can just go, I literally have a playlist that says The Unguided. And that's all my promo videos and all my run-ins that I, that I have done with this new look. And that'll give you an idea of how I am now. Mm-hmm. Nice. We 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 uh, Matt and I still have yet to have an actual match that's posted that you can see. So yeah, we're still <laughs> hoping to get still, it. still building the hype, huh? Still building the hype. Yeah, still building the yeah. hype. So I also seen, and I don't know if you're still affiliated with them, um, with the clothing brands Live Victorious and Squared Circle Squared Circle Apparel. Yes. How did how did that come about? Because it seems like you guys, well, at least at least with that Live Victorious, used to wear their stuff to the ring a lot. Yeah. Um, so my dad, uh, my dad's real close buddies with the guy who owns the clothing brand. Um, I haven't really 
uh, had a chance to talk to the guy in a while because I think lately he's been kind of he's uh, he's getting ready to uh, launch the website for the clothing brand. So he's been super busy with that and stuff. But um, he, I was I was kind of I was at a point when I was going to WCWC and you know FSW in Arizona and stuff. I was just at a point where I was trying to figure out like you know like I was like what's my thing like what can I like besides doing the whole superhero look. I was like you know I was like ah oh, what's my thing and. Uh, I would wear the shirt everywhere and everybody was like, Oh, is that a Las Vegas shirt? And I was like, no, it's this brand called live victorious. And they were like, Oh, that's really, they were like, Oh, that's a cool shirt. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come out with it a couple times and just see. So I was coming out with the shirt. I was doing the LV with my hands, just representing live victorious and basically Las Vegas. And, uh, the guy, his name's Justin, he hits me up on social media and he was like, Hey man, I'm Justin, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a buddy of your dad's and I see that you're, you know, you're representing the, the brand. And I was just like, yeah, man, like it was just, just was trying to find something, you know, to kind of be my niche. You know, I hope you don't, don't mind. He's like, Oh no, dude, like, please. Like I was the old, I was, I'm probably still till this day, the only pro wrestler that represents the live victorious brand in pro wrestling business. So so it was cool. He had nobody representing it. Like he has somebody in like music, I believe football, like basketball, like every, like pretty much everywhere else, but pro wrestling. And he was just like, he was like, yeah, man, like, you know, why don't we get together? Like when you're back in town, we'll, 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 we'll talk and I'll give you some more stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, sure. So, so that's how that came about. And, uh, I was still been rock. I'm still, I'm rocking my live Victoria short shorts right now as we're talking and <laughs> training uh nice yeah what yeah. about with with uh squared squared circle yeah with squared circle um re- uh before you know remy and i kind of had our little feud uh remy was remy is was one of my trainers he, he's been training me since like day one and uh he he was on the uh, squared circle clo- uh apparel uh for a while and the dude was trying to get more more guys in you know the business and pro wrestling to kind of be part of it. And I believe right before I, we all, him and I, Bonus Boys, Spider, and a couple of others before we went to uh, China for OWE, uh, he was like, "Hey, let's get together with uh, his name's Tim." He was like, "Let's get together with Tim. He's gonna give you guys a couple of things. So you can just you know just rock it out, spread the word." I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." We all had a meeting with Tim, and he was a really cool dude. And uh, so that's that's how that came about. So just awesome. Yeah. And it's cool, too. Like, I, I used to do skateboarding when I was, like, in middle school. So, like, when skate when like skating, like, all you want to do is, like, get a sponsorship with a skate shop. And I never got that chance to. But the fact that I do pro wrestling and I got, a spon- and I got two sponsors for just doing pro wrestling, I was like, oh, that's – I was like, this is even better. <laughs> Yeah. So cool. you you mentioned OWE a little bit. Um, I I seen somewhere that you were over there for what like two months. Yeah. At one time. How was that? Because that facility looked like it was legit too. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was so much fun. So growing up, like I was a, I still am, but like growing up, I was a huge like martial arts like Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan. Like I love martial arts movies and stuff. So, uh, we basically, some of the, some of the guys from OWE came out to Vegas 
and they wanted to, they were kind of, they came to FSW and they were kind of looking for some people to take up there so they can teach some of the, uh, the Chinese students up there to learn like American pro wrestling. Cause out there, all they know is martial arts. That's, that's all they know. So pro wrestling is very new, very different for them. So basically uh, they came out, they came out, they came to FSW and me and Spider, the Bonus Boys, Hyperstreak, and um, Jacob Austin Young, or JCafe now, uh, we all basically had like little practice matches slash tryout matches for in front of them. And, you know, they just wanted to see like how American pro wrestling is. And we got chosen to go up there. So for me, mind you, it was, it was so cool, but it was my first time out of the country. So, yeah, not many people say they go to China for their first time out of the country. When I told people, I was like, yeah, this is my first time going out of the country. I'm going to China. Everybody I knew was just like, whoa, are you, are you sure about that? And I was just like, yeah, like, what's, what's the big deal? <laughs> so it was so cool. And it didn't really feel like I was in China until I s- stepped out of the airport. Because, like, I s- stepped out of the airport and the first building I saw just had all Chinese, like, Mandarin writing on the side of the building. And I was like, all right, I am in China. <laughs> and it was, it was so cool, man. It, like, being out there for two months, just, uh, just helping, chi- helping the Chinese kids, like, learn American pro wrestling. And they were even teaching us some, like, Chinese and, like, Chinese, like, martial arts, too, which is even, like, better. Um, we have to explore China a lot too, and we were in uh, Shanghai. We were in like 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 the middle of China, basically, like the main city of Shanghai. And it was so cool. And one of the cool things that I actually got to like live my dream is we got to visit the uh, the Shaolin Temple of like the Shaolin monks and all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like that to me was like so awesome. And we actually saw like monks like walking around and stuff. And I was just like, dude, look at that. There's a monk right there. <laughs> It was so cool, man. Um, I would like if I had a chance to go back, like I would go back in a heartbeat. It was so much fun, you know. I still, I still keep in contact with some of the Chinese students out there, which is really cool. So, and the facility was ama- was amazing too. It was, it like they were so legit out there. Uh, the ring was very different from how the ring here, the ring here at FSW is like. Uh, it's a lot more stiff on the back, if I may say, because <laughs> that ring does not give. I I will tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, awesome. Speaking of rings, I know we're we're kind of jumping around, and it's a spot I wanted to talk about earlier. But when you were in that three-way ladder match, and you jumped up on that middle turnbuckle and it broke, yes. what went through your head? Uh, so. So I'll tell you what I so I'll tell you what I was gonna try to go for. So I was trying to go for basically like a moonsault, catch Remy into like a reverse DDT, hit him with a reverse DDT. And the minute I jumped and the and the turnbuckle broke, for like a quick second in my head, I had like this Malcolm in the middle moment where everything froze. And I just kind of was in the air in my head, and I was like, "Okay, this is gonna go either really bad, or this is gonna this is gonna be okay. You're you're gonna be fine." And as I as I land, I felt Remy 
right there. Like he basically like he was just standing up and he basically broke my fall. Mm-hmm. So when I landed, I was just like in my head I was like, Oh, thank God Remy's right there. That could have been so worse. Um yeah. so that was really the only thing that went. And you did it right there in the corner where Joe's at. Did yeah. you like glance over at him to see to see his face? <laughs> I uh, I did, I did glance at him. Um, he just had a straight face the entire time. He didn't look concerned at all. <laughs> but after the match, he comes up to me. He's like, "Dude, are you okay?" And I was just like, "Yeah, uh, uh, I think I'm okay. I can't really walk right now because of the table, but yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but that was that was the first time like. Out of the six years I've been doing this, that was the first time that's ever happened to me. And of course, with my luck, it happened to be like during a match. <laughs> yeah, on right. on Twitch. On Twitch. Thanks, right. no, Thanks no. for the reminder. The, <laughs> yeah. No, but the thing was like Remy's face. He he kind of sold it like you know like oh I just lucked out like he was gonna hit this move on me yep. and look at him he's down on the ground now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Cody, you got anything? Well, I was going to say, when you said, speaking of rings, like during this whole time, I know you're at the FSW training facility, so I've been hearing bumps in the background, so I think that's kind of awesome. I think that's the first time we've ever had that. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad to be the first time for that for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, how... how um... Can our listeners get a hold of you? And if you have merch, like how can they support you in these times? Yeah. So uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook, you can find me at Damian Drake, D-A-M-I-A-N, Drake, D-R-A-K-E. Instagram, I am at Damian Drake, L-V. And same thing with Twitter, Damian Drake, L-V all lowercase um i do have merch uh as i just it's all unguided merch right now um matt and i are in the process of getting new shirts uh we just don't know if the place is open that is making our shirts right now but you can message me on either facebook twitter or instagram if you want a shirt a pin a sticker eight by ten even custom bandanas uh we are even doing a custom uh, vests like the ones we come out with and uh, eventually we will be doing some custom uh, purge masks as well. So whatever they're in, whatever you guys are interested in, uh, you're more than welcome to hit me up on uh, either Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, you know, I usually ask you like, well, when's your next wrestling date? But I guess right now it's kind of, <laughs> kind of up in the air. So I could uh, tell you right now, so far my next match won't be until April 25th, which is Triple uh, A for Mexico. But uh, right now, I was ta- I've been talking to Conan. That's kind of up in the air right now if it's going to happen or if it's going to get canceled. So as of right now, April 25th will be my next show in Triple A. Nice. Is is uh is Vegas because we're in Idaho? Is Vegas where you're from, where you're at? Is it as dead as it looks in the pictures and videos that people are sharing? Uh, 
Okay, let me ask you this. What is it? The strip the, is like all the pictures and videos you're seeing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah. So the strip is is dead. Like it's it's probably Fucking the most crazy. it's it's it, it is because it's I've never like experienced or have like lived through anything like this. So seeing all the pictures of like and I'm used and like I don't ever go to this. I don't really ever go to the strip. Like if you're born and raised out in Vegas, like you go to the strip one time, you've seen it all. Like, when you have friends that are from out of town, and they're like, hey, let's go to the Strip. And you're just kind of like, man, I don't really want to go to the Strip. Like, this, there's going to be traffic. There's going to be nowhere to park. So that's how I am. But it's usually so packed. It's always so lit up. But seeing how it's just – it's, I know there's nobody there. There's no cars. I think the only people that are there are, like, photographers, like, taking pictures and stuff. So just seeing it, how dead it is, I'm like, wow, this is really happening right now. I've never seen it or experienced anything like this. I mean, there has been a couple times, like, I've kind of walked around, like, in my neighborhood or, you know, I, on, uh, on my street. And, like, there's not as many cars driving around as there usually is. So it's pretty, uh, it's, 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 it's crazy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was just gonna say we're hoping the next time we get a we get to see something of you is hopefully live when we come to uh, Vegas for Memorial Day weekend. As long as everything doesn't get canceled, yeah. So. yeah for sure. Is that the is that the weekend like AEW's out here and stuff? I believe. Yeah. So AEW double or nothing, and then we were gonna come and hit up an FSW show. If you guys speaking of double, speaking of double or nothing, I was actually backstage for, at the first double or nothing. Oh, where? Yeah. How was that? We were there. We were in the crowd. Oh, were you guys? Yeah, I was yeah. actually. I was actually part of. Uh, I was actually part of Chris Jericho's entrance. Oh, no. you one of, one of the dudes standing up. Can you guess which one? Which one? The list guy. I was the list. I was the list. Uh, now that I now, damn it! Now I'm gonna have to go back and look because I know Brian. <laughs> Pil- I know Brian Pillman was was uh, Lionheart, right? No, he wasn't. That wasn't Pillman. No, that was uh, that was uh, Shaggy Shaggy McLovin. Really? I uh, thought it was Brian Pillman Jr. Nope, nope. I thought Brian, I, I thought it was nope. the mullet. So nope, I was like, wasn't Brian Damn. Pillman. Wow. Yeah. So who was the other one? Uh, so Shaggy was uh, Lionheart. I was List. And uh, Evan Daniels from Arizona. Okay. He was Senior. the light. He was the light up jacket. He was the light up jacket. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. crazy. See, uh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's funny whenever, like, whenever people talk about it, I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna ask me if I was there. So I always, like, that... I always like to mention it. it was so cool being a part, being a part of that experience. It was cool. And that was the first time I met Chris Jericho, and he's such a cool dude. Such a cool yeah. dude. Yeah. Since you brought it up, have you watched that Dark Side of the Ring at all? I have. Yeah, I watched part one uh, a couple days of Crispin Waz a couple days ago. Um, I was gonna watch part two uh, last night before I went to bed, but like I had uh, work in the morning, so I didn't get a chance to. But after we're done here, I'm probably gonna go pop pop it on and watch it. Oh man, that's. I've, I've heard I've heard it's like a real tearjerker. So yeah, that yeah. second part is because the first part kind of sets it all up, you know, oh, up course. to that point, and like the second part's just the fallout and how it affected yeah. everyone and right. 
So yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it really I'm takes really it back. Sick. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm 31 years old, and so that really takes me back. That was during <laughs> like teenage years and like all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's watching part one. Like I'm not really like when it comes to like like you know like sensitive movies or like you know ones that are real tearjerkers. Like I'm not really into that stuff, and it doesn't really affect me. But watching part one of Chris Benoit's story, like I caught myself like wiping my face for like a tear to come down. I was like, God damn it. It's getting me (laughs) crap, man. So that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I hope to see you guys out here Memorial weekend. Cause if um, I'm hoping if we do, we're going to have a Mecca seven at Mm -hmm. town. So that's uh, our hope. (laughs) Yeah. That's our hope right now. So, and I I was going to buy, I promise you the unguided will be at, at Mecca, I can promise. All right. Well, I was going to buy ringside seats, but I think I'll at least sit in the third row so you don't there get you, me yeah. with a bat. There you go. <laughs> as, long as, you don't, as long as you don't make me mad, I won't hit you with a bat. Well, yeah, all right. All right, man. Damien, we appreciate uh, you taking time out of your training to talk with us. You know, please stay safe out there and stay unprofessional. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys for having me on. You guys stay safe as well. That was the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Did you like it? Tell a friend. Give them a like. Give them a subscribe. And come back next time. We'll see you here for the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast.